Hey, Collateral Cinema listeners, Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast, just taking a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. Much like Collateral Cinema, we are a grassroots podcast. We invite bands from all over the world to come in, and we dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. Tonight on The Director's Cut, we celebrate the Halloween season by talking about two of our favorite horror movies that take place in space, Jason X and Leprechaun 4. So stick around. The show starts right now. Welcome to Collateral Cinema Director's Cut. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And we are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas. And yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. And happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Ooh, it's the spooky time. <laughs> That's right, maniacal laughter for everybody. And we're doing something a little different for our Director's Cut Halloween episode, right, Robert? Yes, we are. We're doing two comparisons to two different movies. Yeah, we're comparing a couple of horror movies that happen to occur in space, right? Yeah, just like uh, the 90s at that time. What was it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, was that, that? that weird Starship, moment. Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah around Starship Troopers. Yeah. Right. They got a lot of Power Rangers, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, there was that little moment in the 90s where there was a lot of sci-fi kind of creeping into horror. You know, it's, it's like Aliens and uh, that whole trilogy was starting to kind of really have an influence in the sci-fi horror movies of that era. Like you had Species coming out, yeah. you had Mimic, you had all kinds of movies not unlike that, and... Some of the slasher movies decided to kind of dip their toes into that whole thing. You know what? The Lost in Space movie came out in like 98, right? Thinking. The last, the Lost in Space movie? Remember that? The Lost in Space movie, dude? Yeah, I remember the Lost in Space movie. That I had have that. I have that, bro. Did, did that have Matt LeBlanc in it? That dude from Friends, dude. From Friends? Yeah. Is that who it was? I think that was him. Yeah. That was a good role for him, though. That was great. It was. And these movies right here, they're both so entertaining and enjoyable. I, I love them so much, especially Leprechaun 4, which we are going to go ahead and start with. This is kind of an interesting movie in this series. If you remember from our Leprechaun episode, yeah, Leprechaun Returns. Leprechaun Returns, yeah. Yeah, we kind of went into the series as a whole, but I've been wanting to talk about this movie in particular because... It's just so fucking outrageous. Like, even compared to the other movies, like Leprechaun 3, which is like one of, still one of the best-selling straight-to-DVD movies of all time. Leprechaun in Vegas. Yeah, that's one of my all-time favorites, too. Just part three. Yeah, but there's just something about this that is just... I, I love the camp factor. I love the characters. Like Dr. Mittenhouse. Oh, my God. This motherfucker is like a Dr. Evil clone, essentially, but he's German. 
Yeah, straight up Doctor Evil knockoff, straight up, dude. <laughs> straight up Doctor Evil knockoff. I mean, I'm pretty sure Austin Powers came out around this time, right? Yeah, it, definitely. It, it was already out by this by this moment, and he's he just plays it to full camp. I mean, it it's just every crazy German mad scientist that you can think of in sci-fi and horror movies. With the mystery science theater vibe going on. A little bit, a little right? Bit, a little it bit modern. C- kind of has a little bit of a yeah. yeah, an essence of the Mads yeah. a little bit. MS3K, bro. MST3K, MST3K man. MST3K, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, a lot of the sets on here almost have a MST3K vibe to them, right? Oh yeah. Sure. I I almost feel like we're on this fucking satellite of love somewhere. I keep feeling Power Rangers in space and like Lost Galaxy and Lost in space. You mean Lost Galaxy, Power Rangers in space, Power Rangers in space. Yeah, that's okay, more, that's the last time I saw that. It was like 1997. The air date on that that was it for the Power Rangers for me. Wow, but it, it seemed like at that time that every Power Rangers like were in space. You know, yeah, you're right. Like I don't know, Turbo was about ready to go into space. Yeah, I don't know, and. The space in this movie is very cheaply produced. Like, I mean, from the PS1 graphics or arguably like early PS2 graphics. PS2 to PC graphics, dude. Oh, man. I love how campy that shit is. I I love old school bad CGI. I mean, there's just something about it that has a charm to it. Like Neil Bringy, dude. Yeah, yeah, it has a real Neil Breen quality to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, the acting is actually pretty good in this movie. Yeah, I mean, most critics really don't like it, but, you know, it's a fun movie, dude. Yeah, I mean, Warwick Davis is a treasure in this movie, as always, but especially with his one-liners in this, it's just so much fun. I love it. Like, for instance, a lot of his one-liners are actually references to other movies, right? Yeah, and like, they're mostly like, sexual reference too. A lot of them are sexual references. Like, <laughs> for instance, the whole reference to Alien with uh, Warwick Davis coming out of uh, Homeboy's crotch. Yeah. I mean, that was fantastic, I thought. <laughs> but uh, what's strange about that is this is a very bloodless and goreless movie. So, I mean, it's played straight for laughs and it's not gushy or ucky or anything like that. So... I mean, I guess it has a little bit of a appeal to like non-horror fans here. Almost like a horror comedy. Yeah. Oh, it's a straight up sci-fi horror comedy. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. I remember reading this at Blockbuster at that time, dude. It was, yeah, Blockbuster when you would see all three of them in roles right, right next to the Friday the 13th in a pumpkin heads. Pumpkin head, yeah. I remember seeing Jacko when it was like brand new. Or uh, Jack Frost. Jack Frost to oh the man two Jack Frost and uh, the re-release of Halloween the first Halloween when they were promoting uh, the curse of Michael Myers right oh yeah I, I remember that so yeah it was all around that same time dude I mean just running all three Chucky's all at once too man that was something yeah it sure was and these four movies the four Leprechaun movies I mean they they tend to flow rather easily if you come at it from the angle that it's a different leprechaun in every movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a sequel. It's their own movie, really. Each one of them is part one. Yeah, exactly. This is a great standalone movie in its own right, Leprechaun 4. I mean, especially with the sci-fi background and everything. Yeah. I mean, we, we got to talk about the set design here. Like, like I said, it has that MST3K vibe, but it also has kind of that 
late 90s, early 2000s sci-fi aesthetic, kind of like Firefly or Andromeda or whatever. Yeah, something for the sci-fi channel, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we're watching the scene right now where they're in that room with all the flesh-eating bacteria. And, I mean, it's appropriately steamy and grimy and everything. And there's, like, a layer of filth over all of the set. And I, I love the gore effect with uh, the flesh-eating bacteria here. It, it, it's Mooch. mooch. And he, yeah, he's just a straight skeleton by this point. He, he's completely gone. God, it's Mooch. Got a breach in his suit. He got a breach in his suit, man. Oh. All those flesh-eating bacteria just liquefied him. Yep. And that's about as gory as you're going to get in this movie. Just just that right there. And maybe the creature effects with the mitten spider. Like Dr. Mittenhouse, he <laughs> creates this uh, accelerated DNA goop from the blood of the, the princess that is... She, she's a, a former Baywatch actress. Yeah. Yeah, she was in Baywatch. And... He draws blood from her and uses that to because he wants to regenerate his body. He's completely, you know, just a torso, practically. Yeah, like half a Robocop. But the leprechaun, he straight up takes a spider and a scorpion, you know, because of course you're going to have those two creatures on board with you on in space, right? For what reason? Right? So, so yeah. I, I, guess, I guess it's a space spider and a space scorpion. And. He blends, he literally puts it all in a goddamn fucking blender, blends it all together, and then just injects Mitten House with this, and he turns into Mitten Spider over time, and <laughs> the fucking special effects, just in, in those scenes alone, I mean, those are way better than they should be, right? In, in a movie like this? Yeah. What, what is it, 1997? It's gotta be, right? It's, it's 97, late late 90s, I think, yeah. ni- maybe 98. 98, yeah. I mean, it, it very much looks like a product of its time, like 100%, especially having some of the actors in here. Like, we have Debbie Dunning from Home Improvement. Home Improvement, yeah. Yeah, you had the aforementioned uh, Baywatch actress. She plays the princess. And then you have Demon from Fr- Friday the 13th. Wh- which one? Yeah, he's, was it the, the New Beginning, right? New Beginning, yeah. And he was also in Return of the Living Dead, I yeah, believe. Yeah, that's him, dude. Looking yeah. like thriller dude that's him yeah he's a pretty well established genre actor and he's great in this movie he, he's he's actually one of the protagonists that makes it to the end of the movie along with tina and uh, what's the guy's name oh shit the, the the meathead oh the guido i forgot his name oh my oh my lord we'll call him stallone's little brother <laughs> <laughs> right I, I love the background in there it looks like uh it's literally christmas lights in a in a sheet yeah yeah but that's brilliant but yeah, the Mitten House Spider, Mitten Spider is fucking incredible. That's a lot of intricate special effects work. That is cool, man. That's like one of Rito's monsters. I don't know. It really is. I mean, it it kind of has that the thing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the thing. It has a Cronenbergian vibe. It, he's he's a Cronenberg pretty much. Cronenberg. Right? He is 100% a fucking Cronenberg. And I, I got to talk about the sergeant in this movie. I really feel like Henry Rollins should have been in this role, right? Yeah. He, he kind of has a delivery not unlike Henry Rollins, kind of. It's like if you had Henry Rollins in a military role, that's kind of how I feel like he would sound and he would act and he would uh, like deliver his lines. Exactly. Except maybe a little bit better, but... Then again, th- this guy is fantastic. He he's one of the more memorable characters in this movie. 
Definitely. So, out of all the leprechauns, which one is... Well, yeah, we chose part four for a reason. Yeah, we did. This is really, like, my favorite leprechaun out of all of them. Yeah. Or at least from what I've seen. Like, like I said before in the Leprechaun Returns episode, this is pretty much where the series ends for me. Like, mm. I don't really feel like I need to go beyond, you know, like Leprechaun Returns. To the hood, back to the hood, and Origins do that piece of crap. Maybe I might check out the, the at least the first in the hood movie. The hoods, yeah. I feel like, I, I mean, that has iced tea in it, right? Yeah, I think the hoods are kind of 420 episode, maybe. Yeah, that could definitely be a 420 episode. It's, I could totally foresee that. Those are like early 2000s. It's got that how high vibe a little bit. But. That's great, man. If it has that kind of vibe, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I might be there. Maybe just get through the first one. Yeah, yeah maybe I'm being a little unfair to those movies. I, I don't know. Yeah, just watch it one time, dude. Just one time, and and that'll change my mind, maybe. Maybe if you you probably won't like it as much as the original four, but yeah, maybe just give it a chance. I mean, like I said, the original four they're so seamless. I mean, going from movie to movie to movie, I mean, you can just watch it all in afternoon and be good with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I can watch them all in the morning to lunch. But what, what do you think is the best order to watch the Leprechaun series? I mean, to watch it from part one. Go like one, two, three, four, but you know, I find myself watching them out of order too. You know, didn't like, you say that you find yourself watching three a lot? All the time, dude. It's I always put on part three. There know? is something really fun and interesting about part three. Yeah, like especially since it's the Leprechaun a little more out of his element. Yeah, it's just Vegas, kind of like Jason took Manhattan. Yeah, and I think that that's something we were discussing. Yeah. As a director's cut episode, right? Yeah, it's another Futures, another Jason and Leprechaun because, uh, comparison. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I like the comparison there because, I mean, there it's the titular killer going into a different city. There you go. Yeah. Le Leprechaun in Vegas and Jason in Manhattan, even though Jason is in Manhattan all of eight minutes. Yeah, barely eight. Bar eight. Barely even eight or nine minutes. He's in Vancouver the whole time. We'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah, we will. We'll talk about that at another on another episode. was that he's here good evening he's back ready for romance she loves me ready for excitement this barbecue's only just begun ready for murder. Destroy him. You ball busting bitch. Hold it right there, pilgrim. As Shakespeare said, shit happens. <laughs> you as a monster. You look much taller in person. It's far too violent. What did you shoot him with? Steroids? <laughs> Leprechaun 4. Leprechaun in space. 
But you know what? Speaking of Jason, let's go ahead and start talking about Jason X. Now, Jason X. once again, we did have our big two-episode overview of the Friday the 13th episode. Yeah, all in uh, order. We did that, right? Of the Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. All the way in order. Yeah, we did that all in order, and uh, I think that was pretty cool, right, wasn't it? That was a lot of fun, actually. It was and a two-part, two right? Wasn't yeah, it? it was a two-part episode. Yeah. I am forgetting we did all that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I don't really recall if we talked a whole lot about Jason X because we were kind of specifically saving it for a future episode. Yeah, I think you wanted to save it just for like just its own thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I guess we can go ahead and talk about that movie now. Jason X is one of the greatest fan films ever made. Hands down, like without any other comparison anywhere else. I mean... This is Friday the 13th in its purest form, I think. And that's coming out of the uh, last movie before that was uh, Jason Goes to Hell, and that was like 1991, right? And that movie stands on its own as being really out there in regards to the entirety of the series. Exactly. So, that's its own thing. Yeah, that's practically its own standalone movie when you really think about it. Kind of like all the house movies, dude. There's like four of them. Yeah. None of them even tie into a sequel. It's just its own, really, its own thing. Exactly. I guess yeah. you just call it part one and two, you know? I guess you can. What the hell? I, I mean, mean... They're labeled that way, I mean, but originally, no, they're, originally they're all part ones, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's very much with the Leprechaun series. And, the, and certain parts of the Friday the 13th series, like, of course, the, the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. Yeah. You know? That thing, yeah, he's like, yeah, that... That's three of them, dude. Yeah. 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 That's three of them. That's pretty much its own standalone arc. And that's a good one. Yeah. But here with Jason X, it just goes all in. I mean, you have Kane Hodder giving his last performance as Jason, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Because, yeah, you, we go straight to, to Jason X, which who, who did the Jason X or, or Jason X? Uh, Freddy versus Jason. We go from Jason X to Freddy versus Jason. Who was the Jason in Freddy versus Jason? Freddy versus Jason. It was one of the Jason stand-ins from uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. I forgot that actor, dude. Yeah, you know it, what I'm talking about. It yeah. was the guy who was in the diner. The diner, yeah, the diner cook. The yeah. mirror, dude. Yeah, that was he him. would he would later on play Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, damn. And I mean, Kane Hodder is just so perfect in this movie. Absolutely perfect. He, he encapsulates the classic Jason, and then he takes it even further whenever he turns into Cyber Jason. Yeah. Metal Jason. What the hell? Yeah. Cyber Jason is very well done, I think. It's it's incredibly silly how he ends up that way. I mean, it's it's quite possibly one of the best action horror sequences ever made. Bunch of nanites put them together <laughs> at the end. <laughs> and, and, and that's after he gets his ass just blown to shit by the... By cyborg. By, yeah. uh, Kim, right? That's, yeah, she's a... She's not a cyborg. She's a she's, full on android. She's an android, yeah. She's an automaton, straight up. There you go. A very convincing automaton, I might add. You know, there's no no uncanny valley there mm. at all. And she totally kicks the living shit out of Jason. Like just blasts him to fucking hell. Whips the shit out of him. Like in many ways, it probably would have been a pretty definitive death for him, actually. That should have been it at the end, but then the nanites. 
Wait. No, they no. It, it, you have to go that far if you're going to have Jason in space. You have to turn him into a, like a either an alien Jason or a cyber Jason. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Though. You have to go that far with it. I mean, I think the whole audience knew that. I mean, that that for, wasn't it, right for there. For fuck's sake, yeah. David Cronenberg did a cameo at the beginning of the movie yeah. and gets fucking just speared. impaled, speared with a goddamn machete. I mean, th- they went all out with this fucking movie and all in at the same time i barely even noticed it was cronenberg but you know he always plays himself yeah so kind of hard to miss him and why are they keeping jason in a fucking crystal lake research facility like what the fuck is that <laughs> why why crystal did they lake has got their own research facility and, and, and it has a cryo chamber in it yeah that's how it starts off Th- that's how the final girl protagonist actually you know Makes it to the year, what? what is it, 24 something? It's like 455 years. 400, later, yeah, 2455. And, it's um, like, yeah, yeah, she, like Jason uh, is held captive. That's Earth 1 and Earth 2. Yeah, Jason is held captive. He breaks free, kills everybody, and then she manages to trap him in the cryo chamber. And then she gets impaled and she's put into stasis along with Jason. Yeah, the machete right through the door. It's like, what kind of fucking machete does he have that he's able to just puncture through steel? Like, that has to be galvanized fucking steel and layers of it. It's got to be steel block, dude. You're not punching through that. No, I don't understand that. Like, throughout this movie, Jason just tears through metal. Like, it's nothing. He even pushes his hand through it when he's uh, the Jason X character. Like it's nothing. Like it's fucking, like it's fucking tinfoil. Like he has tin shears or some shit. Exactly, just ripping right through the... The hole, dude. And this chick goes right through the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that girl, she's like, this sucks on so many levels. And oh, then she fucking just gets sucked through the grate and everything. Oh, man. The kills in this movie are fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. I love them so much. From that first scene where where that girl gets her face frozen and then smashed into pieces. Oh, man. I guess you knew it was starting from there. And and of course and, well, and of the, course the sex the, scenes, right? the, the sex scenes, you know, the, of course, which wakes Jason up. He can smell the premarital sex. And uh, of course, he goes and he kills somebody who just had sex. He just has to. That that woke him out of out of a cryostasis. That's funny. Yeah, all it took was just some fucking. That is hilarious. Yeah, one thing that hasn't changed with humanity in 455 years is like just <laughs> straight up freaky ass fucking. Nope. Especially like the professor with that one chick like doing all that kinky shit. Oh yeah, that like, nip, that nipple shit. Oh. Yeah, I mean no no kink shaming here, but I mean that was interesting. It's yeah, like it's to get a good grade. It's like why didn't that wake Jason up? I guess Jason is all right with kinks, I guess. He's just like, "Okay, whatever." Whatever. It's like, "Okay, yeah, get your get your freak on. I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> but man, the android, I mean, she gets that upgrade near the end of the movie and man she just goes all out dude i I love it android 18 upgrade oh yeah she goes full (laughs) android 18 man it's it's a full like step up and level and everything but yeah i mean some of the other kills in here there's the dude that is impaled on that drill and then it it just starts going in circles down the drill corkscrews all the way down (laughs) oh man and then the the holodeck. It's like first they think like, hey, wait a second, is like, what the fuck is is this? Is this real? Oh yeah, the yeah. video game. Uh, the, the video game is like at first you're just like, I mean, you you would totally accept that those could totally be monsters that they're fighting randomly, yeah, like for, in real life. But it turns out to be a holodeck, 
That's, and that's cool as hell. I like yeah, that. I, I like how Jason kills both of them in the holodeck game. That's so hilarious. Chops their heads off with, in a simulator. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, dude? But yeah, some of the scenes in this movie, I mean, this was written as a comedy from the get-go. It, it, it's practically a parody of Friday the 13th. <laughs> it's the same movie, dude. I mean, it is like, like there, there's the scene where he also is trapped in another holodeck and it's pretty much just Crystal Lake and everything. And he has those two girls and they're all like, do you want to get drunk? Do you want to smoke pot? Smoke some pot. You want to smoke some pot? <laughs> premarital sex. He's like, do, do you like premarital sex? Because we're all down with that. And they, they just, just gratuitous nudity time, you know, just. Got, got to show some breasts and then get in the sleeping bags. And there's that callback <laughs> to that moment new, that was actually cut down the in, in the new beginning. Yeah. He beats the shit over against the tree, dude. Against the tree. It's like we actually get the full version of that. Yeah, I like that, man. That, that's how it should have been. It's exactly how it should have been. They should have released all that. I mean, I hope they can cut versions like that and we can just see the original. Yeah, it would be amazing. Like, I mean, e even if it's something like the Ash versus Evil Dead or Ash versus Army of the Darkness the bootleg, like, I happen to have that. Just see it how it was meant to be seen, really. You know? Yeah, yeah, seeing the full-on director's cut. But what if this movie had a director's cut, man? Like, what was left on the cutting room floor here? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I mean, the, the characters in this movie are actually not half bad, I think. Yeah, right? I mean... That stoner character from like Harlan Kumar, dude. Oh man, he he is fucking fantastic. Like <laughs> like in, in in the first scene where they discover uh, the main protagonist and Jason, like Jason just he has his machete up, and th this idiot, of course, he just gets his arm just cut straight the fuck off, and it's like Jason just he can't help himself. Even in cryostasis, he just he just lunges at somebody and cuts their arm off. Hey, man, that guy was standing right there. I don't know what the hell he was but, doing. But it doesn't even matter because this is 2455, and there's technology to actually reattach and heal your limbs and wounds. I mean, they, yeah. they, they brought that girl back from stasis. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I actually really like the whole conceit about the little nanites coming in and fixing everything. Yeah, where have we seen that also, dude? I've seen that in something else. Mm, I uh, want to say maybe some anime somewhere. Yeah, and I, I, I've seen that in anime at the very least. Comes in and repairs uh, body tissue. Maybe Star Wars to a degree? Something, right? Something like that? A nanite table. Yeah. Do you think that this movie also has some homages to Alien? I mean, you kind of have to if you're going to make a horror movie in space. Yeah, I mean, with the shuttle and then throwing... Jason out of the shuttle. Yeah, I think that was like Aliens 2 mostly. Yeah. To totally Aliens 2. And of course, Space Marines. I mean, they have space fucking Marines. Space Marines yeah. in this. That's the thing that ties these two movies together. The Space Marines. Yeah, the Marines. They're all Marines, dude. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what you have to have in order to have an effective horror movie in space. You have to have Space Marines. Marines. And this, both these movies are no exception. They actually go hard into those tropes. Where's Casper Van Dien at, man? I know, right? You're expecting Starship Troopers to happen at any moment. Exactly. Like, seriously. Where's the Van Dien? And, of course, both these movies also have some very gratuitous moments of nudity, you know? Which is like, awesome. Which is awesome. You know, Le Leprechaun 4, you have the flash of death. Ooh. It's like, and, and that's so hilarious that, I mean, it's within the context of her culture. It's like a death sentence. That's hilarious. You can do that all day to me. I don't care. Yeah. And also 
you know, in Jason X, you have the the holodeck scene, the Crystal Lake scene with the two girls. That that was entirely just for gratuitous nudity. They, they were probably the only two actresses who signed on to do any nudity, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean... Because, you know, you don't see that from any of the other women in this movie. It was a callback to the original, to the fullest. That was awesome. Yeah, and... I mean, both of them have similar endings, right? Yeah. I mean, the shuttles explode at the end, right? Or shuttles explode at off, the end? They get off. And, they they get off. and don't they both try to detonate or, or they try to detonate a self-destruct system? Yeah. Right? Exactly. I know I know the ship's exploding on uh, Jason X. Yeah. Yeah, there was the shuttle that exploded, and then they went ahead and blew up uh, one wing of the actual ship. Yeah, I think it was all bleeding out, too, so they had to get out. It's going to explode either way. Yeah. And I need to also bring up in Jason X the fact that Jason kills an entire fucking space colony. Oh, God. It's yeah. like the penultimate Jason kill of all time. Oh man, that was how, how many people were in that motherfuckers party? killed the pilot of a massive space carrier and fucking pretty much rammed it into a goddamn space colony. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Hundreds dude. of thousands of people just blown up in one instance because of Jason. The ultimate Jason. Kill. Yeah. Well, once I saw that, I was just like, "Bravo, bravo, everybody!" Yeah. It's like, yes, that is amazing. And the graphics in Jason X are maybe only a little bit better than Leprechaun 4, right? Yeah. It's like PS2, but it's like Leprechaun 4 is like launch era PS2 versus like later day PS2 with Jason exactly. X, you know? Exactly, dude. Exactly. It, it's like night and day. And in a way. after Jason X, we would see the remake of Friday the 13th, right? Yeah. No, we would uh, pretty much go right into Freddy versus Jason. Oh, yeah. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Freddy versus Jason. And then you had the remake. See, that was 2000. And then Freddy versus Jason, 2003 or something, right? And then after that, all Friday the 13th movies went into development hell. Friday the 13th was 2009 reboot or. Uh, no, Nightmare on Elm Street was 2009. Right? Yeah, yeah. What what was what was uh, Friday the 13th? What was that one? Oh, that was 2009, right? With Jerry Pelicky. Yeah, with Pedal Pedal Decala Decala D. Pedal Pedal Jared Pelicky, dude. Pedal Decala. The San Antonio boy. Pelicula. Three Peliculus. Peliculus. Trace Peliculus. Pecala Decala. Pecala Decala Decala do. God damn it. <laughs> hey, I'm sure he doesn't appreciate it. I'm sure he's listening to us. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yep. All right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mr. Peckala Dickala hey, Dickala. He's Walker, Texas Ranger now. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's the new Walker, Texas he's the Ranger. New Walker, yeah. bro. Fuck yeah. Who else are you going to get but a San Antonio guy to do Walker? Exactly. Exactly. Fuck yeah. In the year 2455, on a routine training mission. A team of students is about to discover a life form frozen in time. Wow. They're on their way back. Prepare for docking and power of the lab. You brought them on board? Everything's under control, man. What the hell is going on? Jason Voorhees, that's what's going on. He's an unstoppable killing machine. Ah! Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. How do we get off the ship? I don't know. Look, we're gonna be all right. What, are you high? Uh-oh. <gasps> He's here. You have got to get them out of there. Hey, Slappy! 
think we're finally okay. What the hell is that? You've got to be kidding me. Oh, wow. He's been modified. Oh, you think? You guys might want to run. Well, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping things up. We wanted to go ahead and just drop a quick episode. Uh, Robert, what are your final thoughts on Leprechaun 4 and Jason X, and how do you think they compare to each other? <laughs> um, damn. I think, yeah, just watch them both back to back for what they are. And try to have a good time. Kinda That's like, key. Kind of like you're the at the old blockbuster and getting your popcorn and getting your movies. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, th- these were great blockbuster movies, both of these. These were great rentals. Great for the weekends. Great for the kids. Yeah. I think that other than the nudity, kids could totally watch Leprechaun 4. And comparing them to each other, I think they're the same movie, really, almost. Except one's a Leprechaun and one's Jason. They're practically the same movie. You're right. They're exactly the same movie when you think about it. And that's fun. Just keep them together, a bundle. Yeah. <laughs> keep them together, dude. Yeah, no, no. This is a perfect double feature. Had to do it. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that, that's what I think about, especially Leprechaun 4. I mean, Leprechaun 4 just brings me so much joy. Like, I mean, the, the Leprechaun movies in general bring me joy, but this one, I don't know. There's just something about the performances and the set design and all the references that's just really, really fun. And Warwick Davis is a treasure in this movie, as always. He is a treasure, 100%. And, I mean, I really dig, like, a lot of the actresses as well. They're really cool. It's like they really kind of carry this movie a little bit, yeah. actually, all three of them. And, and, of course, the special effects at the end with, with Mitten Spider, that's great. you know. And comparing it to Jason X, I mean, Jason X, I feel, is a more realized movie. It kind of goes into its characterizations a little better. But, I mean, honestly, fundamentally, yeah, these are pretty much the same fucking movie. They, they've, that, that's exactly what they are. They got the space marines. They got they got the killer in space. They got the kills. I mean, the arachnids from Plandathu. The Arach- the arachnids from Plandathu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, we're just missing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, these are absolutely fantastic movies to watch back to back. Like you could start with either one, and it'll and they'll still feel right at home. Exactly. I mean, I'm surprised that they haven't released these movies like together on a double pack. Like, yeah. it, if they have, I'm sure it's probably something really rare. You'd be, they'd make more sales that way, dude, if it was a double release, maybe like that. Yeah, you would think so. Two movies in space, yeah. E- exactly, yeah. Old uh, blockbuster style. Old blockbuster, fuck yeah. And finally, Robert, what are you doing for Halloween? Probably making a short film, I don't know. Making a short film? Yeah, t- talk about your short film. I don't know what it is yet. It's untitled. Yeah, we'll talk about the one that you finished. Oh, Killing Night, man. Yeah. Yeah, the one that the so, one that we worked on. So we finally got done with that. No thanks to Bo. Oh, come on now. I, I helped film it. 
And thanks, I was thanks, I was Ash. the killer. Thanks, yeah, Ash. thank you, Ash. You 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 did you did a good job. Did a good job, Ash. Good job, Ash. And everybody was involved. Atta boy. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> that that that'll do, Ash. That'll do. That'll do that'll do pig. Oh, don't call him the pig. Babe, babe, bro. Babe, it's, it's babe. Pig in the city. Exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, check out Killing Night. It's on YouTube. Subscribe to my channel, Robert Ortegon, if yep. you can on YouTube. And you're also on Twitter, right? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, you know, just throw me a friend request. Subscribe to my channel. Straight up. And same with Collateral Cinema and Collateral Cinema Director's Cut. We are on YouTube. We are also on Podbean, Chill Lover Radio. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can pretty much find us. I mean, even iHeartRadio, I believe. And you can also check out our Patreon. We're going to have a few more commentaries going up there. And I think that for Director's Cut, we're going to start maybe putting out our own separate free commentary tracks, right? Yeah, that's. I keep forgetting we're doing commentaries. Damn. <laughs> I know we don't do them often enough. Honestly, we need to do them a little more often. Those are good because it's just more content. You know, it's more filling. One hundred percent. Yeah. So look for that, and also look for our next episode of Collateral Cinema, which is also going to be our Halloween episode, and that's going to be on Night of the Living Dead. Check so, that one out. You don't want to miss it. Oh no, absolutely not. We had a lot of fun recording that one after fateful findings. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you committed suicide. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Mm-mm. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and end it there. Like I said, find us wherever you get your podcasts. And we are out of here. Say goodbye, Robert. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Lateral Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.